evening, everyone, and welcome to the Moss Eisley Happy Hour, which contains both spoilers and swearing. There you go. I've managed to do it. It's only taken us 12, 12 episodes, <laughs> but I've managed to do it before. We've spoiled something or sworn. So, well done <laughs> me. I'm fucking great. Um, <laughs> uh, I am Adam, and as ever, I am joined by my mighty compatriots, Wesley Sith. I am the Quizat Adarach. Good for you, mate. Uh, that was that's well, that's well pronounced. That, isn't that June? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because... <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. And also, I'm joined by CA88, our very own battle droid, Mr Chris. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, because that thing from June... I, I yeah. was listening to a thing about June, and they kept saying that, and all I could think was Nick knack Paddywhack. Um, the Mr. Bungle song. <laughs> so, yeah. That's got, that. That's got that out of the fucking way, isn't it? Where's, well, where's, you... where's your box to burn your hand if you, um, you don't, don't do what you're you. told? I'm, I'm warming my feet in it. It's cold here today. <laughs> That's the thing. It's one of those ones where it's, yeah, if he was, imagine if you just gave that to a pervert. Right, you're going to take your hand out. <laughs> no, no. So, and this, as you may not be aware from our, uh, our beginning there, is a podcast in which we will be talking about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker uh, and uh, not June and not the fantastic band Mr Bungle although mm. we recommend both quite heartily yes, as well absolutely so yes um and uh yes i suppose we've we've come to we're, we've come to the end of the saga it's uh it's been a long time we've lost some people along the way obviously uh lee has become a force ghost that we can only contact via um meditation or you know well, certainly not via the internet, apparently. We tried calling uh, out for him, but, but there yeah. was no response. Yeah. I took loads of jubber mushrooms and that didn't conjure him up. <laughs> he's almost like he's like Master Sifo Diaz. He set everything up and mm. then he's not actually appeared in the main series. So what ha- and to be honest, I've only said that because that name has been running through my head like a fucking screensaver all day <laughs> for no good reason. I don't know why, and I've been saying it in a Scottish accent, the one that uh, Figgy doesn't use. So, yeah. <laughs> and um, yes, it's been uh, a uh, an intriguing time, it has to be said. Oh. And, uh, <gasps> what? Hey! Appearing like the Millennium Falcon to save all your asses at the last minute. That's right. You thought I was dead, but just like the Emperor, I'm a motherfucking zombie. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> live. Lo- calling in live from Exegesis. What is it? Exegesis? Exegol. Exegol. Exegesis. I'm thinking of Neo- Neon Genesis Evangelon. Yeah, we've, we've covered a lot of topics while you've been away, Lee. Uh, Mr. Bungle, Dune, uh, <laughs> for no good reason. It's, it's been a busy um, two minutes. It's been a nice. very busy two minutes, yeah. <laughs> Joining us live from Exegol on on an angle poise <laughs> arm is is the living the living corpse the dead speak. Which, <laughs> is, is this which, is this the third computer you've? 
Yes. <laughs> oh, so the normal computer, I had no speakers. Then I tried a second computer uh, that didn't like the internet at all. Um, so I'm now on the laptop. I'm in through oh, loud nice and clear. Enough. Well, as, as I was saying to you, when you got disconnected, I think the second time um, <laughs> was um, you are going to end up like your dad with um, video recorders. Yeah. You've just got hundreds and hundreds of <laughs> computers <laughs> around the house, all of which do various things, but none of them are... They, they all work in some way, computer. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, in it comes. Lollopinging like Han Solo at the end. Let's <laughs> blow this thing and go home as we tuck into the giant feast that is... Rise of Skywalker. We'll give people mm. a bit of background. Now, last time, I must admit, when we were talking about 2017, for some reason, I just got a bit heavy with all the news stories. And, mm. and which annoys me because it was only afterwards that I found out that during 2017, a very creepy man in Bristol said, took a piano out into the middle of the uh, university grounds and said he would play the piano continuously until his girlfriend returned to him. And apparently he played oh, continuously. Yeah. He then played continuously for two days, and then someone came along and smacked him in the mouth. And, um, yeah, this is, frankly, what he needed. So, yeah. <laughs> that didn't go to plan. No, it didn't. It did not. But we're in 2019 now. Imagine that, 2019, when we all sat there and thought, let's make a series of jokes about that pandemic that's occurring yeah. on the other side of the world oh fucking yes so uh theresa may is the is the prime minister she is then superseded by an even greater evil boris johnson it's very much it's very much a snoke palpatine feel there mm. and america yeah. obviously obviously has our friend the living turd mr trump um prince philip crashes his land rover uh, Alex Salmond is arrested for sexual assault charges. The Jeremy Kyle show is finally axed after someone fight after one of the guests commits suicide. Um, Google's Sycamore processor achieves quantum supremacy. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein is arrested and doesn't definitely doesn't kill himself in prison. Um, <laughs> Notre Dame goes up in flames. Greg launches its vegan sausage roll. Oh, yeah. Kentucky outlaws bestiality and Washington State legalizes human composting so as you can see there are a lot of concerns and things that just meant fuck all by the time we got round to <laughs> 2020 <laughs> what worries me is when you said kentucky i thought of the food chain and i was like who's been having mm. sex with all the fried chicken <laughs> like don't get me wrong i really like looking good but you wouldn't go that far <laughs> face it it's a big chain <laughs> we've, prob we've probably uh, either that or McDonald's. We've probably all had a bit of someone's jizz. <laughs> oh, it's got to have happened. Come on, be realistic. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. So that's always hated. As soon as they started taking the horse out of lasagna mills, they lost all their flavour. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. That whole scandal. The only thing that that proved to me is I'll eat horse quite willingly. Yeah, I love yeah. the crispy pancake full of horse. <laughs> anyway, but that's as maybe. So yes, so it was 2019, and there were various films that came out that I 
yeah, I can't be fucked to do the list because there's more to talk about, which is the fucking rise of Skywalker, the final, final saga, part of the Skywalker saga. As now, now how long is this the longest saga ever for any, you know, any other saga that ever existed? Because from 1977 to 2019. It's a pretty long going, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think. I mean, there's there's longer. I suppose there's longer running TV. Yeah, I mean, like, all right. we'll give TV stuff but, like that. But movie but certainly as a movie franchise. It's definitely. I mean, they obviously they have they have resurrected a few others along the way. But I mean, certainly as something. Is it been, like as a continued story? Mm. Mm. I don't. I don't think it has. I mean, apart from. Harrison Ford's bizarre insistence on doing oh, in, sequels. Jones. Yeah, well, he, well, yeah, but even with that, I, that's definitely. I mean, the first one would have been eighties. Yeah, yeah, three, eighty four, yeah. or something like that. Mm, and um, yeah, I think, and it's actually that's something very interesting that you bring up, though, Chris, because aren't a lot of people cosplaying Indiana Jones in this? Because for some reason, the Resistance are all dressed up like fucking Indiana Jones. They've all got the sort of... It's all like khaki with a brown bag wrapped mm. around them. And there's a lot of looking for artefacts. <laughs> and like the whole bit with the knife is very mm. is very sort of Indiana Jones. I do wonder if it was like they were getting prepped up and to do that. There's a, there's a the Raiders, Raiders Lost Ark moment at the end on Emperor Palpatine. Where she mm. his face, and I was like, yeah. I forgot this was even yep. in it. My kids were watching it, and she was like, <laughs> "Quick, turn that bit off! What's going on there?" Yep. Like, Look, there's also another helpful. reference, and that is, um, you know, towards the end, you actually see John Williams actually in the film. Yeah. Do you? Is he one and of the stats? He's actually yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's a bit. Oh, I can't remember the actual the actual bit, but he's like a like a vendor on the planet. And he's got, you can see him with his beard and he's got an eye thing on. But the mm -hmm. artifacts they actually built for that scene are all a bit like something in one of the films he's done the music for. So there is an uh, Indiana Jones thing. There's actually a boat like mm -hmm. the one from Jaws. And he's selling mm -hmm. it all on the little store on the planet where, um, you know, the, the actual weather. It's just a street vendor where Babu Freck is. Oh, uh, yes. The, the, yes. Got you, yeah. Can I also say, Babu Frick, my favourite fucking character. Yeah. I fucking love that little bastard. <laughs> this film has, I mean, let's let's put it out there. I mean, this film, this is entirely new to me. Mm. So I, uh, full disclosure, I watched last. I watched uh, the Last Jedi, and was so pumped by the end of the Last Jedi that I just said to Claire, should we finish it and watch and uh, watch uh, Rise of Skywalker? So we did. Um, that, and I think, to be honest, I think Claire and me are still paying for that in terms of sleep deprivation, and that was over two weeks ago. Um, and then obviously obviously re-watching it for this. But the one thing I do, they've got some great puppets in this. Mm, yeah, and yeah, in, yeah. In, in the sense of slightly crap little puppets with so much personality that you don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's like it's like the antithesis of Jar Jar Binks, mm, where it's yeah. like, oh look at this, what we've done, it's amazing. We've tried it's like, to yeah, make him so he... fantastic, and yeah, and it is an amazing achievement. But unfortunately, he's a fucking hateful character. 
So whereas Babu Frick, <laughs> and also also the guy who's um, the guy who's pilot in Lando's big track, who just yeah. looks through a hat and goes, Babu Frick actually, I forgot, he's just like the character in um, Puppet Master. You know, in Puppet Master, there's mm. the one with the roll neck who's small but has got like human size, <laughs> massive fucking hands. <laughs> Every time I saw Babu Frick, I was like, He's escaped from the Puppet Master franchise. <laughs> yeah, he is. Because it's and it just also just some amazing light relief. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just I mean there's there's so much there's so much going on in this. I mean, obviously, um second only to Wah! which was in the crawl for um I think that's Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah, this starts with the dead speak, and mm. that's that's quite that's quite a statement in those crawls because it's you know it's usually like, well, there's a trade negotiation going on. Yeah. But, uh, a couple of people are a bit grumpy about that, and it's like the dead speak. <laughs> <laughs> distinctly, this goes gothic horror, mm. like. Palpatine, there's it's like it's Palpatine was always a scary bastard. Certainly, Return of the Jedi Palpatine was always just horrible. Mm. But this and, one, he's he's Bernard from Hellraiser, isn't he? So yeah, yeah, yeah he's on a big support. <laughs> well, fortunately, he is on he's on a big angle poise um, lamp rather than dick with a spinning Brain rope claw on it. Yeah. Thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I've got to say that I think this film I loved I loved this film and that's why I wanted to come on to discuss it. I wanted to hear Adam's views straight off. <laughs> yeah. Also I know there was a lot of dislike for this film and I can't like, no, like why? I can't work it out. What it's got is wrong with it? It's fantastic. As Adam said, it's the most horror one. Yeah. But the Emperor, when he was a zombie, I was like, yeah, that's really creepy and sinister. But then at the end, when he gets revived, he's it's the scariest we've ever seen. Yeah. He looks horrific. Mm. And that's yeah. and that with his dashing red, uh, his yeah. dashing red number under his under his cowl. <laughs> he gets know? a proper upgrade. He does. <laughs> was that, is it, that was that nice one of the at the laundry? <laughs> what, that was one of the main dislikes, wasn't it? The fact that it had Emperor Palpatine as the overall mastermind. Like I'd, I'd heard, I'd, I don't know because I've not yeah, looked there, into it. There at was, all. yeah. People thought that oh, it's just copying Return of the Jedi, and because you know, again, it is very. You can break it all down to the same themes as Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but that's, of, that is kind of almost a Star Wars thing, isn't it? Like, that's, you yeah. know, sure, do that. Like, we're not worried if it's not some groundbreaking storyline that's, you know, Wait, it doesn't have to be so original. Right. Yeah. journeys, they go mm. round in cycles. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely, yeah. And this is the point, I think, if it feels right. And also, curiously enough, it's probably the same people who were like, oh, fucking Supreme Leader Snoke, what's that all about? Yeah. And it's like, well, now you have an answer. He's mm. he's a fucking, you know, he's a what? Not even a, he's not a clone, but he's like a, a yeah a puppet. And actually, this was something that because I know Wes, you'd said to me about um, they postponed an episode of the Mandalorian around mm. the time mm. that they made this 
No, no, so they, they deliberately made sure the film came out after an episode of The Mandalorian. Ah, sorry. So, yeah, so they delayed it so that you'd see Grogu healing uh, Apollo Creed. And then um, I've been watching Geordie Star Wars today. I found it on Daily Motion. <laughs> so I, I will apologise. There is a lot of that. You will not believe what is fucking coming down this canyon. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they did that so that Grogu did the healing power and then Ray demonstrated it with the, um, the sand snake thing. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, there's, <laughs> and I've forgotten the fucking point of that now. But anyway, the yeah, so it's the the whole thing with the emperor coming back. I mean, we've said we said about like with Force Awakens and with Last Jedi, there is this sort of element of the First Order is everyone wearing their dad's overcoat. Yeah, yeah. where and, it's and, like you, you know they're not quite, and then but we do get a new one who's who's from the past in this yes yeah and he, he has richard the e. grant, yeah evil <laughs> yeah richard e grant is proper old school mm. like fucking empire because it's like that is practically yeah. that's practically peter cushing yeah yeah, yeah. That, when, when he's, when he's worked out an yeah. answer you're shot and that's it you're dealt with on that floor after he's shot after Hux is shot and he doesn't just get shot and fall down in a traditional way he gets shot and you see his ass skidding across the floor yeah. Yeah. that was a really good little touch yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what Claire was genuinely in like Claire was just laugh out loud where it was like that's how little they regard Hux is they've yeah. just given him a fucking bandage and a walking stick when he gets <laughs> shot in the leg. You know, it's not like... Yeah, go tell them what give... happened. <laughs> yeah, they don't give him any of the height. Like, fucking Kylo Ren has, like, sort of, you know, that sort of Sith Scotch tape down his face when he gets yeah. fucking cut up. Yeah. With him, it's just a big fucking big white bandage around his leg. Didn't, didn't, didn't even, even take, take his, his clothes off. Yeah, <laughs> that's the regard in which he's the regard he's held in, and yeah, and Richard E. Grant's just like stormed into it as just an, uh, and also just there is the bit where he's talking to Palpatine, and it's I served you in the, mm. you terrible cunt, I served you in the, <laughs> <laughs> but but again, yeah, and it's like, and there is this sort of element where it's been. Yeah, the first order aren't quite up to snuff, mm. and so is that why you have to bring back the emperor? Because otherwise, what you don't have anything left. I mean, even even in a weird way, like Kylo Ren has. There's a weird thing with Kylo Ren, which is from the start of like from Force Awakens, he's a bit buffoonish. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So in the weird way that you've got like Anakin, like if you have to kind of disregard Anakin from your brain when thinking about Darth Vader, because Vader is sort of insurmountably cool and evil and sort of, you know, whatever happened, basically you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had Luke Skywalker cutting half his fucking TIE fighter off and him having to crawl out of like, like spinning around in a ball like a tit. Yeah. The nearest you get, yeah. the nearest you get to that is when Han turns up at the end of mm. A New Hope. 
and even then it's like he's just sort of like oh 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 fuck it right yeah, I'll drive off right. yeah <laughs> you know but that's but sort of so Kylo Ren is always a kind of buffoonish so I mean Hux clearly is mm. and so it's almost like well we'll have to bring in like a proper a proper grown up uh, English character actor to be um, like the sort of the second in command and should we just bring back the emperor? Well, he was cloned to fuck in the, in the uh, offshoots and sort of <laughs> the extras and things. So yeah, why not? Why not have him back? But it makes sense if you've got cloning technology. Why would mm. the emperor not have not have you know made use of it? Mm. Again, this brings me back to the reason why people hated it. Well, the re the no the nonsense of it. Is yeah. the fact that all other Star Wars material, like um, Dark Empire, the comics, and everything else, mm. Palpatine's always cloned himself and come back in various forms. So why people objected to it finally mm. appearing in a movie, mm. I have absolutely no idea. When it has already been established in like the legacy Star Wars, so well, the whole—I mean, I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, cloning's at the heart of the prequels. Mm. It's the whole thing yeah. of you create a clone army to to replace the droids, the droid army, or to face up against the droid army. And so it's like, well, he's he's got the tech. Yeah, why would yeah. he have never? You know, it's 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 along the same lines as you've got like people like Saddam Hussein had doubles mm. to draw yeah. fire and things like that. You know, so it has a, a it has a real world history of dictators doing a similar thing, and with yeah. this, it's like no, actually, what I can do is I can do that, and then if that one gets bumped off, I just download my brain into another into another body, and we crack on from there. You know. Yeah. And so, what's yeah. the deal with his son? Because he wasn't a clone. Is but... it meant to? From what I gather, is it meant to be he is a clone? But why is no, he? It, why is he good then? Sheev Palpatine, <coughs> excuse me, he was married and had his life on Coruscant, mm. and obviously he rose to power and became estranged from his own family. Okay. So they could see what was happening and mm. kind of kept doing the runners all the time, and right. um, so eventually he was after his family to obviously inhabit the body of because that's essentially what he wants to do with Ray. He's mm. just consciousness yeah. inhabit a body. So he was always looking for the next body to come along. But Ray, I get the impression, although I've not actually seen this written down, Ray has is, is got just a natural affinity with the Force, mm. therefore would make converting her oh, to a Sith perfect. so much easier. Mm. Now, I did want to address mm. that. I don't want to jump to the end of this three-hour movie already, you know, ten minutes into the podcast. But, Fuck me, but, we do this all over the place. Come on, yeah. you know, you know the score. Yeah, um, but yeah, I found that. So he spends the last ten minutes of the film trying to convince <laughs> her to kill him. She goes, no, 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 no. I'll turn evil, and then she kills him, and she doesn't turn evil. Well, what? What's the fucking score yeah. with that? Is it? She, no, she, she, she doesn't kill him though, because she just deflects his attack back at him. She, she makes windows. Yeah, well, all right, so, right, now, now Toby said, hold on, why is she not a Sith now? Like, exactly like that. Yeah, and I said, really? I said, look, look, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's one of those Star Wars things that I'll allow. It's just about good enough that it doesn't bother me. She she was defending and that's it. 
He needed her to kill him, therefore completing her journey to the dark side of the force. Because she never actually killed him, she never actually became Sith. He couldn't actually inhabit her because in Sith she didn't law, do you it with hatred then. Because it was defensive. Yeah, it, it was literally just done to defend she'd, she'd been, everyone else. She'd been given like the Jedi Valium and was just calm and funny <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> coming at you. Reflecting, reflecting his hate back at him, but not actually <laughs> feeling it herself. Because yeah. also, Palpatine even uh, quotes himself from Revenge of the Sith, doesn't he, about powers that we considered unnatural. Yeah. And it's, yeah. but, and obviously, you, you must have seen the uh, Anakin. Padme meme that's just going round of the where it's just the four squares and it's like you are going to do that right yeah. you are going to do that right I saw one today no I've seen one today that blew it out of the water which was uh, Anakin and Ray and it was just Ray saying oh yeah I've managed I managed to uh, bring someone back from uh, from death with the power of the false oh using the dark side right using the dark side right. <laughs> <laughs> That was something Sam pointed out that um, Kylo actually managed to achieve something his grandfather never could, mm-hmm. which oh, was yeah. bringing a loved one back. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he does. And not only that, but also, and again, not wishing to drag things down to the, to the level of the gutter, but I am impressed with his angry, veiny helmet. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> Can he not just buy a new one? He must have enough money. Don't just repair it. Like, if you've smashed it up... You can't pick a a mask up off the shelf to fit a nose like that. (laughs) You have to have it specially made. (laughs) And and it looks cool with the red glowing. It did look awesome with the red glowing. I I just thought it was wonderful. Yes. Again, uh, that is just a lovely bit of bickering. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you're the supreme leader. It's like, well, you got something to say about me, helmet? Have you? No. <laughs> no. And it's very, yeah. Well done. Very, but very good, helmet. Though. I have also finally worked out what Kylo Ren's voice reminds me of, and mm. it's a bit of a stretch. Um, the cover of Supernal by a thousand Homo DJs, the Al Jurgensen and Trent Reznor. Uh, cover of a Black Sabbath song and it starts off with a quote and it just sounds like Kylo Ren because they've just put the same level of distortion on this voice it's it's a communication to the children to cop out to groove and all the psychedelic and it's that yeah that's all the way through does it remind me of I don't know but yeah and but I think that um also, like saying about the thing with Kylo Ren and the sort of buffoonery of it and everything else like that, is there is an element where he becomes Ben Solo or returns to being Ben Solo, essentially, mm. you know, after, yeah. after the spiritual conflab with his dad in his mind. You're not cracking up, are you, mate? No. Because um, <laughs> that was the thing is it's like, yeah, that's not a false ghost. You're just, you're yeah. just losing it. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, 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 I loved that scene because I hadn't mm. realised it the last time I watched it. But the sort of the combo of Ray healing him, or yeah. she kind of brings him back from the dead as well, I guess, because probably a lightsaber through your gut doesn't. 
go too well for you. But um, and it's Leia, not. Leia had done something to him as well. Like mm. she'd kind of distracted him, hadn't she? Yeah, or, like, she'd used the him. last of her sort of. Yeah. Um, See, it's an interesting one because, uh, like with Carrie Fisher, obviously dying before mm. they made it, yeah. and you know there are sort of, uh, well, the dead speak mm. because they do. You know, she's still in the film, but I. It would have been so interesting to see what her role would have been under different circumstances if she was still, if Carrie Fisher had still been with us. Mm. Because obviously they sort of do, they've done the trilogy in a sort of way, they had sort of set it up in a way of it's like, so you get Han Solo and then end of his story, Luke mm. Skywalker, end yep. of his story. And then it would have been presumably Leia in a much greater role. Mm. So, and I wonder whether they'd have, I don't even know whether they would have actually possibly, you know, would they have killed her off or was it sort of as a result of, well, you know. I thought it worked really well. So mm. it, it would have been There are a lot of bits that, that get leaked out about what it was supposed to be. But unfortunately, mm. that's one of the details I've no idea about is, how it was supposed to be with Carrie Fisher. I think quite rightly, with respect, they're not going into what it was supposed to have been yeah. if she had survived. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this, I said, I think I said it, well, I can't remember if I said it last episode or the, the episode uh, but, you know, before we actually press record about the whole, after you get the crawl, the scene with Kylo Ren cutting up all those people to get yes. the. Uh, and how it's actually the planet Mustafa is on. Mm. That's what that scene is. It's it, the planet Mustafa. And then there's this giant head that rises out of a pool with a squid creature sitting on it. All of that was chopped out of the beginning. So you do get little bits coming out, but I think they're showing Carrie Fisher the respect in this is how it is. We don't need to yeah. necessarily know what it could have been. Yeah. No, I think I think uh, well, like you say, I think quite rightly, and you know, it's it's good that we still have her in there. Mm. And actually, I think the the thing is, is that they it does give everyone, you know, it gives the franchise and the fans and like the the viewer as well as almost like the cast, it does give them a chance to mourn. Mm, yeah. yeah, you know that. I mean, when, so when tastefully she... done, mm. yeah, the whole appearance. You know, you know, there's a. There was always in the back of my mind. I sat there and thought, oh, is it going to be like an Admiral Akbar kind of death in the mm. actual story? Is she just not going to be in it? You know, just a few mm. glimpses and that's it. But I thought it was very tastefully and very within universe. Yeah, dealt fit. with. Yes, fit so well. Yeah. And it has to be said that also. The um, Sith Wayfinder, um, Pyramid Satnav. I was gonna say Pyramid Satnav, <laughs> and it, it really made me want to eat a pyramid. I haven't had a pyramid for years, they obviously don't make them anymore, but I could murder a pyramid, yeah. it'd be lovely. Sorry, but yeah, they are. Oh, I, no, you're right, it wasn't Pyramid I was thinking of. I was thinking of um, Walnut Whip, I yes, was it was like a Walnut Whip Satnav. Mm. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Either way, I'm hungry. Because <laughs> there's a weird thing, and it's... I suppose it's only because now how 
different it is like in reality how information is shared and everything else like that is there is a weird sort of retrograde feeling with the modern Star Wars films where it's things like they have to dock and plug R2 in to get the information from the spy mm. rather than well, can you like just Wi Fi or yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and similarly, sort of like you know, having to get the map to Luke and stuff like that. And it's mm. like, it's, you know, and it's yeah, it's there's a weirdly old school thing with data within the Star Wars universe that it still has to mm. have like some form of physical contact, you can't just Bluetooth it to them and like, you know, well, the last, the last Jedi is the first Star Wars to feature paper. Mm. Oh, really? really? Yeah, because where you don't see examples of handwritten literature in any of the Star Wars films apart from that one as the Jedi books. And then Yoda yeah. goes and blows it all oh. up. Yes. Well, Ray nicked them, didn't she? But yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she half inched them. Yeah, because the only other time you get anything written down is like readouts, like when yeah, R2's in Arabic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and even down to the fact that that's, they, they redid the, um, in A New Hope, they redid the tractor beam uh, label. Yeah. Because it's, mm. in, in the original version, it's all in English, isn't it? It's just, mm. uh, it it's, just, it's like just a readout of a graphic equaliser originally. Yeah. Yeah. And then so they just had to put the, change it to Arabesh. Yeah. Um, but I, I, had a, sorry, I had a quick question. Talking about technology... Um, it was just something I picked up because I listened to you guys last episodes. Then I went and watched both films back to back. Now, obviously, in the Last Jedi, they keep making <coughs> excuse me, they keep making such a fuss about oh my god, they can track us through light speed. Nobody can track anybody through light speed. Mm. It's been discussed multiple times. It's always a thing. Scene one, this film, light speed skipping, two Tie Fighters following the Millennium Falcon. I was like, well. Well, how? You've spent so long telling us it isn't possible. And then it is possible, mm. but only from that massive fuck-off shit. But, and then very first scene, it's like, well, you're mm. breaking your own rules now. Well, but, and Boba Fett used to check the Millennium Falcon in the first place in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but they're still, they don't have, that's the whole point. They don't have, um, they've deactivated the, um, they don't have high um, speed capability because it's only in, towards the end that they actually can use it. In Rogue One, one of the secret projects is hyperspace tracking. It's one mm. of the named projects. So oh, we are right. to assume they developed it and kept it secret in the interim between the, uh, the original sort of 77 trilogy and this mm. one. It's like 40, yeah. 42 years gap yeah. between the two something like that so yeah they they developed it okay but still no yeah, i think because this is i think this is meant <laughs> to be i think this is something like this is meant to be three years is it or two years or something between it's not like yeah. obviously obviously uh what, last, Jedi, last Jedi. literally just slammed straight in from um false awakens Mm. But this has actually had some a period of time going it's on. And Ray's been having training with Leia. Yeah, which incidentally, because we were, so, you, well, I know we were saying about it last time. With is you know Leia's not actually a Jedi, 
Mm. Uh, she's full sense. Oh, it's, it's kind of nice. Why has she got a lightsaber? Well, because yeah. I think Luke. Yeah, it showed like showed in here. Luke did start training her, but yeah. a vision of uh, didn't it say Ben dying or getting turned or something? It put her off. Yeah, both of that. She was her vision was that her and her child would reach their end at the same time. When her training had, had completed. Yeah. No, oh, no, okay. okay. And they do, technically. It's only mm. because Ray actually brings him back, brings him back yeah. to life. And then he has, and then he has a ghostly conflict. Mm. Um, it has to be said, now, I know uh, Claire finds um, sad Kylo Ren. Uh, she wants to make him a hot meal and cuddle him. Oh. Uh, when he's uh, when he's really upset, I did get one thing though. When he's damp and upset, he looks a bit like Adam Sandler in Little Nicky. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and yeah. So you know, I I, I like not one of those moist, hairless cats. <laughs> so, so it's not quite doing it for you as it does for Claire. <laughs> Cle clearly not, no. But I think you know, I, I, like I say, I don't think he's aimed at me. Um, but um, although, also, I think there should have been just a snap reappearance by Han because he then throws away like his Sith lightsaber, and then he should have been. Well, what the fuck did you do that for? Yeah, you I know, exactly you're not, not going to need that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you still need a soldier, Belling. What are you giving it away for? And I'm, I'm actually <laughs> glad that they did, because this was something, watching it, like I say, I mean, I've re-watched it for this, because I wanted to watch it just as a Star Wars fan that first time round. It was like, I don't mm. want to watch it taking notes and, mm. you know, going, well, what's that doing? Or, mm. oh, that's a good bit of acting or anything. I just wanted to watch it. And, yeah, it fulfilled what it needed to fulfill, because it was, it was Star Wars. And mm. uh, fuck the naysayers. Because remember, naysayers are just horses, aren't they? But, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the... Oh, fuck. Now, I've, I've, de I've derailed myself, haven't I, really? <laughs> you were saying, but, you're saying that you wanted to watch it as a fan first and then the second mm. time... And then experience sort of, yeah. first, yeah. Yeah. And I think that... Uh, yeah, it. Oh, no, I've, I've still derailed myself. So, I bet, but, but if he didn't chuck away his lightsaber, then they couldn't have done that cool move at the end, could they? Ah, that's it. Thank I you. I mean, that, that. that is the yeah. lightsaber pass was awesome. So that's another Star, Star Wars allowance. You can do a stupid thing because you're going to do something that we're all going to love a bit later. On. That's fine. I think also just how well because that is seeded in um, Last Jedi. Yeah, because I'm yeah. sure they trans they do transfer something, don't they? Yeah, because I, I well, still it's, don't it's understand also how Kylo finds out. So he that finds out she's, she's on that planet because he takes the beads as well. Yeah, around her yeah. neck. So they do the beads, and then they do that absolutely fucking brilliant bit where they're sort of fighting through, you know, on a, on different planes of reality, essentially, mm. or different parts of reality, and they cut through the jar. And all the sort of red, well, it looks like raspberries, I don't know, um, spills out all over his nice bedroom, which yeah. I have to say, there you go, he's grown up because he's painted his bedroom white. You know? <laughs> um, and actually, I think that that's one the of the things. 
that's one of the most Star Warsy looking bits, though, mm, because yeah. he's his. Well, I mean, he's his, he's his fucking bedroom, um, but it looks all you know, it's sparkling white, and then you've got him in full gear, stood in that sort of thing. Then it really feels that feels really Vader. That's like when mm. how Vader looks on Cloud City, yeah, and stuff like that. So you get that real that sort of thing there, and then obviously the. Uh, uh, his grandfather's helmet spills through reality and clumps on the floor. You know, that's why he's got such a deep voice. But, um, <laughs> and, uh, Obi-Wan never told you. Um, but, About yeah, so I, love, I, so I do think that that's good that they, they brought it in in the previous film, kept it going in this, but you're sort of like, it's never too, sort of like the first two times, it's just like, right, that's a, uh, a way of locating someone mm. or that's a, an investigative tool almost sort of thing. And then finally at the end, it's like, no, that's how we win this. Yeah. And, and again, this is, this is the thing that I find is for a start, we finally get some fucking Knights of Ren action. Oh, yeah. They were so wasted. They were such yeah. a cool idea. Mm. And literally you just see them following him about and then they have a fight with him. And, and I was like, and he, he they just... need their own film. They were so yeah. cool. They, they well, were. this is the thing. They they came out that I remember when False Awakens uh, started. They were they were part of the figures. One of the really? earliest things that I saw on the shelves of the figures was Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren, like as a yeah. like a, a figurine pack. Mm. And it was like, well, that looks fucking cool. That's going to yeah. be really good. And then like, so you saw Kylo Ren, and then fuck all Knights of Ren. Yeah. And even in this, but I'm, uh, but the one thing I had forgotten between the two is I was like, I, I remembered them like capturing Chewie and um, the uh, all that sequence, but mm. I didn't remember what actually became of them. And it's like, oh yeah, no, actually that's pretty cool because he does just fucking kill them all. Um, yeah, he, got, he, did, he did a bit of a Matrix dance, didn't he? When he got the lightsaber, it's a proper mm. light. Yeah. But it's the weird thing of, like we were saying about he's not, Kylo Ren is not cool because he becomes too buffoonish. But then, weirdly, Ben Solo is cool. Mm. Yeah, and there is an element of like, no, you wish you should have been you should have been Jedi the whole way, mate. Yeah. because that's when you're cool. Yeah. That's when you are. You know, you've you've really backed the wrong horse and sort of thought, yeah, I'm going to be a bad boy about that's it. That's because he's, he's trying. He's trying too hard. Know, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's trying too hard, and then yeah, and then you, you have to get Grandad back in with his Werther's Originals and his creepy skeleton fingers because yeah. <laughs> um, but so, so some even even Hux versus um, what's his name Pride, isn't it? Uh, originally Grant's character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Hux versus Pride. It's the same thing. It's a try hard, and then someone just turns mm. up and is effortlessly cool. Yeah, and just shoots him dead, you know, and he's like, yeah, same thing. But yeah, so I really, I like Ben Solo. Mm. It's it's the antithesis of Anakin now. Mm. It's like yeah. Kylo Ren's a bit of a tip, but Ben Solo's cool. And similarly, Anakin's a fucking scrub, but Darth Vader's badass. You know? <laughs> See, bad guys are always, well, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, so in some cases it works, in other cases it's the other way around. Yeah. Good was Billy D. Williams. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. just straight yeah. away back mm. into it, weren't it? And I like the way they even gave him his solo shirt. Yeah, 
the same yes. yellow variant he was wearing in Solo. Well, not him, but the character. Yeah. This, yeah, this, was was this was another thing that Claire pointed out, and I thought it was such a true thing. And it's like everyone else's has everyone else's costume has evolved. You know, Luke and and um, Leia and everyone else, but Han and Lando are still wearing the same gear they wore in their 20s because it's like I've got a look and I look good That's it. Yeah. and you know it's like it's like you know I'm, I'm 70 I'm wearing a corset I've got a wig but I'm still gonna wear what I wore when I was fucking the shit yeah. <laughs> it's very, you know it's very true and, yeah and also just that fucking just that moment that actually had that proper thing for me because I knew going into it, I knew the emperor was back, and unfortunately, I knew Ray was his granddaughter. That was the two things I knew. Yeah. And so, yeah, when suddenly Lando popped up, I was like, fucking hell, it's Lando. And yeah. I was just overjoyed, you know. Also, he just that sort of thing that he's riding around in, like the giant caterpillar track thing, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and also the, the fact thing that he, with this the thing well, I love about this film is is that again like with the sort of return of the Jedi kind of breakdown is it is just so adventuresome you've yeah. got a chase through the sand you've got exploring mm. you know deserted spaceships you've got in the caverns with a great big sea serpent uh, sand mm. serpent you mm. know you've got all they got robots you got that's what flying I like about it. It's, it's, flying stormtroopers yeah. yeah. flying stormtroopers yeah. also it's just yeah, you've got big battles and zombies and you know it's yeah. got everything so good so so good yeah. even just the sight of that fucking fleet well like yeah. not even a fleet but fucking armada of de- of star destroyers rising out of the water yeah well, I mean, they've, they've all got planet destroyer to the falcon yeah and it's just or so but again, here's the weird thing though, and it's like weird little bits that sort of because, and I still liked this element of Last Jedi, where there was a lot about commerce and you know the nature of how whatever happens, business is going to feed into this. And it's like, oh, look, yeah, mm. this guy you think he's terrible because he's an arms dealer, but he sells to the rebellion as well as he sells to the empire. And then it's like, no, fuck commerce, we're back Zombie. to. Yeah. Yeah. As magic to fucking fleet out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, thousands upon thousands of star destroyers. It's like, and he pay for that. Yeah. So <laughs> even my, the look of the new star destroyers have a look of hmm. almost sort of monsters mansion, don't they? With the extra spires and the spikes as yeah. they all rise up yeah. out. Of yes. The only conclusion I came to is that Palpatine's got an OnlyFans. <laughs> Which, you know, there'd, there'd be people who'd go for it. I'd, I'd, pay, I'd pay for it. My walking stick. Um, like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> it was another thing that just, and, and I remember thinking it at the time when I saw it the first time. But again, it did, the, the thought did occur to me again because it's the first time I've rewatched it, I think, since the twice I saw it at the cinema, well, one and a half times, um, was 
So 3PO reads the knife and says, right, I know where it is, but I can't translate it. And I was like, okay, so you're not allowed to repeat the words. Why don't they just say, where would you like to go, 3PO? I want to go over there. Let's go there then. Like, why don't you just lead them where they need to be? Draw a picture. Yeah. But if you're not allowed to translate, there must be a way of giving them that information. Sure. This, 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 this is what happens when you put when you put rules into AI. It it works out in a way that doesn't always benefit you. So he's just stuck with fair, this. I just can't communicate anything about this in any way. <laughs> to be fair, though, three um, PO reboots faster than fucking Windows. Yeah. But when Boba <laughs> Frick presses that button in his it's back, like, hey. he's just back to life, and I'm like, Jesus, that was quick. Now, that did allow us to have another fantastic scene, though. C-3PO, the, his most redeeming scene where he's just so likeable, where he's, yeah. he's been likeable, but really, really annoying. And in yeah. that, he was just like, yeah, that's just, he's summed up. Like, I think that's that's what they did in this, where we're sort of summing up a lot of, you know, the whole thing, um, especially because yeah. C-3PO when... was basically from the start wasn't he practically the yeah. first thing you said? When they released yeah. the trailer and they put that bit of him saying, I'm just having a look at all my mm. friends one last time. I will admit that sort of got me in the chest that did on mm, the trailer. Yeah. And I said, I thought, oh no. Mm. And I don't like seeing free Peter. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, but suddenly it was yeah. like, he's actually made you feel emotional when he's never done that yeah. in any other scene. It's curious that they um, do. <laughs> I, I, and again, I don't, I don't think it was something where you would genuinely do it, because I think, every, like, weirdly enough, the human characters, for want of a better term for it, because I think actually mm. they do just refer to them as humans, don't they? Anyone who's humanoid in the Star Wars universe yeah. is referred to as human, essentially. Yeah. 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 Um, you might come from a different planet, but they refer to like, you know, if you don't have eight tits and a fucking eye on a stalk, you're a human. Incidentally, out of the fucking blue, who's the big yellow cunt with funny eyes on the fucking Millennium Falcon? Right at the start, they're yeah. just sort of like walking yeah. through and it's like, there, there, there's Poe, yeah, there's Finn. And there. All right, Cliff, or whatever his fucking name is. It's just this big oh. fucking blob. He is Mr. Poopy Butthole from uh, Rick and Morty. You know where they suspect <laughs> that Mr. Poopy Butthole has just been brought in as like a, a creature that infects their brains to make them think that they've always known yeah. it? That's what I think that last of it. He's like Mr. Poopy Butthole. It's just weird. But <laughs> and again, See, I watched it. I watched it today for the first time since I saw it in the cinema, mm. and because I had a, a bit of a a funny turn in the cinema. Mm. I missed from the beginning, right the way up until where they're transferring the data between the two ships. And seeing it today oh, and yeah. seeing that character, I was like, wow, this is brilliant, all this, especially the bit with Kylo Ren chopping up all those bad guys on that planet mm. and getting the um, the Sith holocron type thing. I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah, good seeing him. And I know exactly what you mean about him being Mr. Poopy Butthole. It's <laughs> quite out of the blue. And then he's never he's never in it again. I think he's like in the background a couple of times with Fat Keanu Reeves on the Resistance planet. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, he's not like he doesn't suddenly come into it in any way, shape, or form. He's like just yeah, it's just a bloke we had. Just a, we had well, some it's a big universe. Bit of latex. 
Um, the thing you guys were saying as well uh, on the last episode about them bringing the comedy into it, which obviously hadn't been a thing before. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And and they did it, as we were saying about the bits with, with 3PO and stuff, I thought they did the comedy really well in this as well. You know, like just mm. as 3PO's about, as Babu Frick's about to wipe his brain and he goes, oh, wait, I think I thought of another way to do it. And he'd just be, oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, there's a bit in that that made me laugh out loud and that's when 3PO goes back online and Baba Frick goes hey (laughs) yeah and it's also human cyborg relations I'm Baba Frick (laughs) with his his I've known him all my life (laughs) yes He's actually, one of my I oldest mean, friends. Oldest friends, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I, I, I love. Um, actually, I think that's they use. That's the way they use Oscar Isaacs in this very well. Is that rather than forcing the joke like mm. they do with Poe in the at the start of Last Je- Last of the Jedi? Um, yeah, there's this is just sort of like naturally, and it's like the bit yeah. where it's like I'm also okay, but you did mention my name you know when they fall <laughs> through the sand and he's going chewy <laughs> i'm also here um and uh, also just the, i mean just the the fantastic line of right so the one time we want you to talk you don't yeah you can't hear yeah. <laughs> but actually there's and again this is something that i think they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily do it but they oddly do it twice in about 20 minutes is so they kill Chewie. Mm. Fuck. Mm. They've killed Chewie. Let us dangle on that for only a couple of minutes. And then it's like, oh, thank fuck for that. He's all right. Yeah. Oh, 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 that had me up. And then pretty much the same with 3PO, where it's like, oh, we just wipe his brain. Mm. But I am glad that I spotted this time around that Finn does say to him, doesn't R2 back up your brain? Yeah. Or doesn't back up your mind? And he said, yeah, no, but he's... Uh, notoriously unreliable. Yeah. yeah. But it because I just thought because I'd sort of missed that on the first viewing, mm-hmm. and I was like, Well, that was a bit of a fucking nothing, wasn't it? Where it's like, <laughs> Oh, we've got to wipe his brain, and then like R2 plugs him in. It's like, Oh, hello, R2, you're all right, mate. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah but, no, that, so, that would have made it a lot less important, yeah. But, e- <laughs> but equally, equally, Chewie is like the fucking heart of it, just him when they tell him Leia's died. Mm. Is genuinely fucking heartbreaking. He's yeah. just so he finally gets his medal. I was gonna yeah. write that down. Yeah, he finally gets a medal. It's not his, but you know, we all know no. that he didn't get. He didn't, didn't earn He's it. One. No, no, no. <laughs> the worst part. Walking car can't earn medals. The worst part <laughs> is is how disappointed he was when he couldn't pick the foil off and eat the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, and it was space Christmas and all. It was Space Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, we will have to tackle Space Christmas in the future. That's the... Um, yeah. But, no, I did, and also just... And isn't it weird? The weirdest thing is when he's walking around and you're practically like, oh, my God, Jimmy, you're naked. And it's like he's just not wearing his, like, penguin bars and a fucking bag. You yeah, know, it's that his bandolier, he looks inappropriate. Yeah, suddenly it's like, oh, chewy, cover up. <laughs> it was also there was also a bit on the planet when they first turn up. You know the one where Lando is, and I tell you, mm. Chewie needed to give his hair a good brushing. He looked a mess when he turned up there. But what have you been doing? But then, 
But again, my reaction to Lando turning up was Chewie's reaction. When he's just yeah. like, <laughs> and actually that's that's quite nice that him and him and Lando are piloting the Falcon mm, because yeah. by that point you do feel that Chewie's lost everyone. But at yeah. least he's got, yeah. you know, at least he's got Lando. Mm. So, you know. I was Chewie though, in that situation, when I saw Lando, I would have given him a friendly strangle. <laughs> like you did in Empire, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or a quick noogie, you know, like <laughs> But I think, yeah, there's, I, I understand, I think whatever happens, and we, we gave, we gave the, um, the prequels a bit of a drubbing, shall we say, like Chief Inspector Grubbler would. And, yes. um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that overall the, the, the sequel trilogy, as I suppose it is, mm. It's Star Wars, and it is, mm, yeah, you know, yeah. it's genuinely fucking good. And uh, also, the best thing about it is, and I still think the best, one of the best things about it is the fucking cast, because I think everyone mm. for essentially unknowns, yeah, rather than, because rather, with like the prequels, you were like, well, it's Ewan McGregor and fucking Liam Neeson, yeah. of course they're gonna be good. And actually, the only way yeah. you could go with that is just be, well, they weren't all that, that were they? Yeah. Whereas, whereas this way round, you're just like, you know, like, because I mean, Oscar Isaacs is obviously just fucking doing everything now. Mm. Um, but like Daisy Ridley and, and well, and Adam Driver are both, mm. they're, they're the real sort of the breakout people. Uh, well, not breakout, but they Oscar were. Isaacs in the new Dune film. Yes, he is. Isn't he uh, Leto? He's Leto, yeah. 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 And, but I mean, like, the one thing, and actually, this is something that I've been meaning to say for the past fucking two episodes. But like Daisy Ridley, not only is she great, she, not only is she fucking great, she really reminds me of Lena Headey. Yeah, she hmm. does. You know, it's very, very similar. Um, like both, both, both in appearance, but also in um, sort of just her, her acting and how she is and everything. And that's. Hmm. I mean, fucking hell! There's no, that's that is that is no shade or anything else like that. That is nothing but a compliment because Lena Headey's fucking great. Yeah, and, wonderful. And also, again, I do feel I do feel sorry for um, uh, uh, for John Boyega getting fucking the sort of the sidelining of Finn, but because I mean that that is I think he gets stuff to do, but there is that I. I did read a review of this where someone said there is a distinct bit at the end where they want to say, look, whatever you, whatever you lot out there have been saying about Poe and Finn, they ain't doing it, all right? <laughs> they like birds, all right? Oh, yeah, of course, because uh, obviously we see um, uh, Poe make his move on the female Daft Punk at the end after they yes. come back from the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Which again, I, 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 I liked that as well. It made me laugh when he was like, "Any chance of a kiss?" and just gives him that eat shit look. Which just yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I still haven't quite forgiven you. I now know that you're doing things for a good purpose, but you know me and you still have a lot of fucking issues yeah. on this. My, my daughter so, asked me to explain what that look that Poe did was. <laughs> and I was like, uh, it's, 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 you know, trying to be friendly. <laughs> yeah. 
but but also but then weirdly enough because obviously obviously the whole there's been a whole hinge of um not the date now uh, but there's been a whole hinge of ray and uh, kylo ren and sort of like you know that's clearly a sort of a will they won't they and he definitely wants to and she would but he's evil and you know it's sort of it's and then he turns good but then he dies then so, he you, dies, know, yeah. you know so uh, and then uh maybe it um maybe she'll have a crack at finn but then they're like no they're gonna have a group hug you know, mm, you know, yeah. you know, we're not going to we're not going to say that she goes off with Finn, even though Finn mm. really fucking wants to, and yeah. But then also, I do think that Finn is very clear with Rose throughout the whole film about this is platonic. You know that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know. I, you know, know I think you're cool. I think you're cool, but just yeah, boundaries. Watch <laughs> it. You know the other woman. I've forgotten her name. The one who he goes into battle with. Oh, at the um, end, Lando asks her where she comes from. Jana. She says she doesn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. In one of the alternative versions of that, Lando's reason why Lando was stayed put on that planet is because he had a child taken away from him. Mm. And oh, it, it is potentially it yeah. could be his daughter. That's why he says, "Let's find out." Yeah. I had a feeling about that, but without knowing any reason why, mm. I was like, "It was." Yeah, but they've they've obviously set that up for it, well, something yeah, because why why put it? Version. I'll be I'll be honest. I just assumed he's a dirty old cunt. <laughs> I, thought, I just thought he was. I just thought he was it. I mean, it was like, "Hello, you did." <laughs> well, he is pansexual, so I don't think he'd be bothered if it was his daughter. To be honest, well, would he? <laughs> Dirty get having it have, having sex with kitchen utensils, filthy swine, yeah, all them robots. But um, he's just glad to stay warm for a change. As long but as he's got a microchip in the pan, I just, I just got <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's the worst thing you've ever said, Chris. You filthy swine. This is that we, we are, we are a uh, pro droid podcast because <laughs> again you get that with Ray where she's treating the what is the essentially the wheel uh, the, the, what is what's he called the O the O yeah I, I mean let's face it he's named after the not <laughs> he's named after someone who wasn't Aussie that's what he's named yeah. after but um, but essentially, essentially a bike wheel with a cup mm-hmm. but yeah, that's um, why I call it Mugwheel. Yeah, <laughs> but again, with that, where she's just being, she's just nice to him. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh no, he's been mistreated mm. and everything." And it's you know, again, it's just a, a nice thing when we've when we've spent so long with the series seeing how <laughs> fucking shitly droids are treated mm-hmm. that it's like, no, she's you know, she's definitely on the side of right, you know. Mm. And it's like it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that you're forty percent. You're, you're what twenty five percent emperor. You know you're 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 a good love. You know <laughs> you're all right. You're all right, darling. Because um, actually, and that was a shocker as well. Because again, it's that sort of blink and you'll miss it. And there's like a fucking now a major star involved. That her mum is Villanelle from Killing Eve, Jodie Comer. Mm, which yeah. was just like that was just out of the blue I was like oh fuck yeah you know it's just and again like th- three lines in a screen 
But yeah, it's, you know, some someone who's probably demanding quite a lot of money for their things these for their appearances these days. <laughs> yeah, I could, I, it's another one of those, as you say, about the Dio. Like they give that thing so much character. He has hardly mm. any lines, and he's just kind of yeah. around. But he's you just like. You really care about it. <laughs> yeah, so some, yeah. Uh, it must be something in his voice. I mean, well, he's, he's only got his voice movement. Obviously, he does a few actions, like uh, in, a few interactions. But yeah, like it's funny how they get that across so well. Yeah. I think it's because his actual dialogue is pared down to single words. So you're getting mm. the root of whatever emotion he's like. What yeah. is it? Um, he says, uh, what was it scared at one mm. point? Okay. I think, mm. Yeah. So you're literally just getting the core response that you would get does, from any sort no of emotional... Thank you. Mm. Yeah, you no, say no thank you. you when people try to... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's quite... Because it's weirdly polite, but like you say, it just, mm. yeah, it just gets to the heart of the matter. And that's yeah. probably... Also, also I'm now I've just suddenly realised that he's probably... Because obviously Disney and Pixar join together so is he the evolution of the pixar lap mm. <laughs> yeah you know it's, 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 you know he's not he's not far off yeah but i mean pixar, and pixar do have a, a a tendency to be able to really imbue character into these things so <laughs> into anything into a stone <laughs> yeah but and so the one thing that I was puzzled over i've sort of looked into it since is this the is it the sith eternal is the term because it's basically on uh, Exegol. Because uh, yeah. first watching it, I th I assumed it was just hundreds and hundreds of clones of Palpatine, but it's not. It's an actual uh, acolytes. Yeah, yeah, like a religious order. But they are yeah they referred to they refer to them as the Sith Eternal apparently, mm. who have been tinkering in the background and building him a fleet of ships. Um, yeah, you know, pretty good, pretty good going. Because I mean, I, I mean, in in reality, monks, you know, some uh, a nice garden and some pretty good boots. Yeah. But I mean, you don't really get you're not going to get manual labour out of the fuckers, are you? you know, so <laughs> they've been working on all of that stuff since um, since Palpatine took over from Plagueis. So we're talking mm. pre. Um, pre-prequels yeah oh wow as soon as he became in charge of the sith he's been building that that's why you've got you've got ships that almost look like the imperial ones but an evolution because they keep building and adding to it so oh so they're sort of refining and yeah all oh, right okay yeah and, and with the whole sith thing is is that part of their religion is is that you obviously you take over from the person previously so I think that's the idea of the kind of the Sith Eternal is, is that basically you, you, you have to kill the previous one or destroy him in order to take over. And yeah. the Sith possess bodies rather than you learn, not rather than the acquired knowledge of the Jedi and, you know, their, their teachings becoming you, you becoming greater because of that. With the Sith, you imbue part of them, almost like cannibalistic ritual sort of thing where you, you believe mm. that, in killing the previous, you're actually taking on part of their soul. Mm. So that's also yeah. why it comes into play with Ray and Palpatine. She wants he wants her to kill him so that he can then possess her. 
and she can yeah. rule on the throne with him part of her. They do at one point refer to it as the Dark Throne, and I must admit, I just got a blast of black metal in my head. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, and again, there is no way, I mean, obviously he's suspended from a fucking crane, but there is no way Palpatine could sit on that because as we all know, he needs his bad back chair. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which, and you see that he had to leave that on the destroyed Death Star on Endor. Um, incidentally, because uh, I, I know we spoke, I think I don't think we spoke about this on, on Mike last time, uh, but the, the question of whether it's the uh, forest moon of Endor is the forest moon of a planet called Endor, or whether it's a moon called Endor that's got a forest on it. Um, yeah, they've decided to have their cake and eat it, because I researched, I looked into this, and apparently the planet's called Endor, and so is the fucking moon. <laughs> Which, and I'm I sorry. Yeah, I I'm said Brian, and off. so's my wife. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, it can't be all things, it can't be all forest moons to all men. You know, this is not what happens. <laughs> and that, um, and it has, and also, like like we were saying about with the, the sort of Indiana Jonesy sort of ancient artifacts thing where you've got the, the Sith, Ochi's Sith, Sith blade. Hmm. And also, is, was it Ochi? Is it the, Ochi, the, the, Bestoon. Yeah. Again, Bestoon, you know, then it's not, it's not a name that strikes fear. <laughs> so, but, but the thing is, is so you've got the profile of the blade fits exactly against the wreck of the death, uh, the wreck of the Death Star. But what if there's a shift? What if bits fall off in the rain? You know, it's not things don't necessarily. Yeah, I just she finds of, it really super. Like she gets it, and the first thing she does is go, "Oh look, it's the same shape as that." Oh look, if I pull this bit out, it's got an arrow on it. I was like. That's the kind of thing you'd own that knife for 10 years and in one night it'd fall off the shelf and you go, oh, no, it's broken. Oh, no, it's got a secret bit. Like, there's no yeah. way you just pick it up and yeah. immediately go, that's got a secret bit on it. Yeah, it pops out when you're tearing your ingrown toenail one night and then all of a sudden, oh, <laughs> fucking hell, I didn't know I did that. Yeah. <laughs> you you use it to open letters. <laughs> if you ever do an escape room or anything, Ray is the person to have with you yeah. because you just immediately just looks at clues and goes, yeah. I know what this is. At that point, it feels a bit like how Sherlock went wrong, where it'd be like Sherlock could solve something and it'd be like, yeah, but no, he solved that, but everyone else is thick. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not he's clever. You've just made everyone else thick. And that yeah. feels a bit like that, where it's like, oh, well, Ray, Ray's, Ray's tweaked it. And it's like, some brilliant maybe people have knew. probably seen this before, you know. Maybe she knew because she's got Palpatine blood. Mm. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Sith magic there. Yeah. Dagger is designed for her to be there at that point in time. Because mm. you've got to remind yep. the doors of all the Death Star open because she's a Palpatine. Mm. Yeah. It could all be forced, foreseen. I don't yes. know. I'll just try yeah. to come up with an idea. You know. That's what I would do. And that's the yep. thing, like there are lots of bits in this like that that you can pick holes in. But I think as you know, as you guys said, it's such a fun adventure and it's so fast moving. You don't have time yeah. on your first watch through mm. to pick up on any of it because it's just fun from beginning to end. And it's not until later you go, 
bloody bleed now did she manage yeah. that? But at the time, yeah, just awesome. Yeah. Awesome just that with yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, so like the, the scenery is fantastic. The whole look of it, the style, the fact that it goes from dark to light, just so many elements throughout. The pace is good. Just. I, I mean, the weirdest thing was is that sort of like before before my re before I did the rewatch, I was just I, like I, I think I was when I was at lunch at work, and I was like, I'm just going to Google it and read through the plot, just so you know. I'd seen I'd seen it at that point, so I was like, no, I'm just going to go through it, so I've got it in my head and everything else like that. Fuck me, there's a lot in this because mm. yeah. <laughs> it sort of like got to the end of lunch, and I was like. They've only just got to the Death Star. I know there's loads of bits after this, you know. It's fucking so it's exactly two hours and twenty-two minutes. Mm. Yeah, but it feels it, it's it's fucking packed. They don't drag their feet on anything. Nothing sort of. If anything, you feel like could we have another twenty minutes? Because there's, you know, you've, yeah. you've, you've I've, I've not there's had a few yet. bits that I would but, like qualified yeah. or you know, is sort of, but. Well, yeah. I could easily spend another 20 minutes just on the battle when everyone turns up at the end and mm. seeing all the shit yes. shooting the shit out of the Star Destroyers and stuff. I would have loved to have seen like, more of like the battle in Rogue One added into this. Mm. That would have been yeah. awesome. Well, it has to be said. I mean, I'm surprised they turned up because, I mean, fucking Poe's reputation after this should be shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. If we go and follow this bloke, yeah, he got most of them killed last time. <laughs> they just all ended up on the Millennium Falcon. There was three of them and a big yellow bastard that no one's ever seen before. <laughs> in in that last scene, two ships turn up that's in there. You, you can see it on a steel. One of them is the Ghost, which is the ship that they have in Star Wars Rebels. Mm. Mm. And the pilot of which is actually called over in the Tannoy system in Rogue One. Oh, really? Admiral Sindula. Yeah. So, geez, you, and also the robot in it is actually Chopper. The robot is actually in um, Rogue One in the distance, and also another one of the ships is Dash Randor's ship from um, the Star Wars computer game that I can't remember the name of at the moment. Uh, I think it's like Rebel Assault One Rebel, or Two. Yeah. Dash Randor. He's got a bit like the Millennium Falcon and a bit like a kind of B wing, mm. and that ship's in oh, there as well. Yeah. I mean, again, I think the one thing is with is like sort of um, Janna and the former stormtroopers have all broken their programming. Mm. Again, that's very, very sketched in. And yeah. again, it's like that's how that's how packed this is. That you you know that they sort of they're barely in it, but they I mean they're an important factor, mm. but you don't quite get a handle on. Although I do mm. like the idea where it's like, well, block the speeders and they've decided to ride fucking horses onto, yeah. onto yeah. the wings <laughs> of a onto the surface of a star destroyer. That's pretty fucking brilliant. And also just such a sort of two fingers of technology where it's mm. like, no, no, fuck it. We've, we've got a load of horses like that sound like rookies for some reason. So I like that shot where you're actually looking through the bridge of the Star Destroyer and you see Richard E. Grant run towards the window and then you just see him getting engulfed in fire. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And then Right. <laughs> also, and I, I was wrong when I first when I first saw it. You know the bikes that they've got that launch the flying yeah. stormtroopers, yeah. the amazing flying stormtroopers. Um I thought that they were the springy big wheeled bikes that 
they brought out. One of them is. Is. Fuck on that because I got really excited. Because I thought I thought this as I'm seeing it, I'm sitting there going, "No, the front sort of caterpillar track is too narrow." Mm. Then they cut to another one, which has got the big chunky one up front, like like when you used to squash that toy down. Yeah. So and it makes sense because that that toy would just you squash it down and it sprung up, and that's what I thought they were doing. Where it was because obviously they launched the uh, the back goes up and it launches the guys from there so i think came under the mini rig set but yeah no because i thought that when i saw it i thought oh no i thought it was but i saw it i thought no that's too narrow and the back's different but one of them is distinctly different from the other ones and it looks exactly like that mini rig one Oh, thank God for that, because I got a bit sort of I was I was a tad upset that it was like, oh no, I thought that was that thing, but it's not. So never mind, eh? But yeah, and I think that um there's yeah, this is just fucking packed. You know, in a in a way that I don't think you in like Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is pretty because they're concluding. Yeah, you know, you get so much in there, but then also you get loads of additional new stuff. When obviously, when you watch Return of the Jedi, especially like if you when you were watching it in 1983, is you know, you've got suddenly Jabbers in it, and you've got that whole yeah. sequence, and then you've got like the Ewoks are introduced and everything else like that. And so, there's so much, mm. you know, they they put a lot, they pack a lot in, but it it feels right. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel overwhelming. No. And then actually, the one thing I was, and I'd love to do it as like a sort of super cut, but I have neither the time, inclination or skill. Um, But obviously, just at the end, when Ray calls upon the voices of the Jedi Mm. and everyone makes a cameo, there's a part of me that would have liked that scene, but if it had been like they didn't have the budget to get everyone back. So they just used their most famous lines from other films. <laughs> so you'd have just been there and it'd just been like, um, and why is that day at? Or, and then <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. And as you call 25-17, you know, just... <laughs> Just them all through because I was about to see Wedge, though, wasn't it? Mm. Mm, Wedge yeah. Antilles, yeah. Well, Wedge Antilles. I've, I've made yeah. a point of saying there's Wedge every time he comes on because he's in you know so many of the films and he's so important. Yeah. It saves Luke, you know, right back in uh, episode four, and it's just like, yeah, he is so and, and, he, and he's Ewan McGregor's uncle, yeah. Oh, in real oh life. yeah, well, that's even better. Yeah. yeah, I remember that got mentioned, yeah. So he is, he's just awesome, yeah. Well, also he he's falling into. I've I've been playing a little game with myself. Uh, me and Claire have been playing this game, where we're killing people in the Star Wars universe according to their name. So Finn being attacked by a shark, uh, Ray sunburn. You know, my particular favourite, Wicket, burnt to death and turned into a cricket trophy. Um, <laughs> but Wedge again, you know, trapped between two rocks, starts to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be a huge Tom and Jerry style novelty piece of cheese that was going to choke him. <laughs> actually, actually, no. My 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 absolute favourite is Poe Dameron. 
heart ripped out and prematurely buried under a floorboard. (laughs) 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 But, But yeah, it's, I think it's a worthy conclusion and the, 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 Ray, uh, actually, yeah, the one thing we haven't mentioned, obviously, is Luke. And mm. Luke finally is able to lift the X-Wing out of yeah. out of water, which yeah. is a lovely <laughs> little turnaround. And they sort of put in this, they put in Yoda's theme when he's doing that and everything. Mm. And also the bit that loads of people, because that was a thing that loads of people leapt on online again. It was the... Let's be kind. The pricks uh, leapt on online where it was like, "Yeah, you sign about that with a lightsaber. Yeah, that's what you should show respect because you threw it in the love film. That's when we thought it was shit." And yeah, but they might have actually had that planned for this. You mm. <laughs> when he just says about the lightsaber, a Jedi's weapon should be respected or whatever like that. And it's like, yeah, yeah because he's moved on and changed. Admittedly, yeah. he's dead, but he's still, you know, there's still room for improvement. So. Look, there was this the very ending of the film which got a lot of people's backs up about her taking the name of Skywalker. <laughs> now that uh, made me laugh because the woman says she says, My name's Ray, and she says, What's your family name? And then she stands and thinks about it for about two minutes and then goes, Skywalker. Oh no, she's fucked off. Yeah. <laughs> that woman's yeah. long gone by the time she finishes that sentence. Yeah. She's like I've got shit to do, love. I can't just stand here while you stare at the sun and think for ages. Yeah, I've got to go and feed this insect-eyed camel. Come on. <laughs> but in, in the actual lore of Star Wars, a Skywalker is a title which was given to someone who had the ability to detect hyperspace space lanes because how it used to be is a crew used to go out and they used to randomly pick destinations fly to it via hyperspace and map the route. And those were what Skywalkers Yeah. And there is a whole comic series and book series of this where people just didn't make it. They mm. ended up, you know, materialising in the middle of planets and stuff like Flying that. Flying so into a star or too to close do. to a supernova and that would end your trip real quick, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they were quite a valuable person, a Skywalker, because they knew mm. how to do it. So it's a title. That- that has reminded me completely out of uh, out of sync with the whole thing. That is something I would like to see covered on as yet unexplained. Is that? that that <laughs> ship that they tried to materialise? The story of that. Oh, well, um, the That's the one. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So that's I'm putting my request in now. So go and listen to as yet unexplained, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sith's an incredible other podcast that he does uh, on uh, mysteries and the occult and everything else. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Great. It's good. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Uh, sorry, we've embarrassed, we've embarrassed him now. It's all right, we'll get back to knob gags and <laughs> bottom and stuff like that and Chewie shitting up the walls. So, <laughs> but also, I suppose, what, what other option does she have? It's like, well, what other names can you take? You could take Solo, probably not. Or you could stick with Palpatine. And let's face it, I'd imagine that gets you fucking nowhere in the Star yeah. Wars universe because it's a bit like, oh, what's your surname? Hitler. Exactly. Oh, right. Yeah. Palpatine. <laughs> Any relations? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Funny <laughs> you should say that. So, Mrs. But, Gaddafi Duck. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I was kind of gutted with this because it was such an enjoyable film. I was like, oh, it's the last one. But obviously, I mean, we've got The Mandalorian and we know they're Mm. doing more of the spin-off film, so that's Mm. great. But yeah, I was kind of sad to see the end of of the saga, really, because it's, again, it ended on such a high note. I was like, Mm. can't you keep making them until they're shit and then stop? (laughs) I'm... I'm hoping there will be give it 20 years mm. and like they're, you know, and they have to, and it's like by then they have to pay through the nose to get fucking Oscar Isaacs back or, do you know what I mean? Everyone just comes back and reunites and sort of like we find out where what happened to everyone. Um, I saw and, some and comments then, on, on um, one of Luke's tweets and uh, uh, Mark Hamill's tweets the other day, and um, and they, they said um, like they said about the remake is going to be poss- remakes going to be possible quicker than you'd have thought. And no, I'd never considered Star Wars being remade ever. I no. just hadn't had that thought. Uh, now I've never didn't look into it, so it sounds like Wesley's got something to comment on that. But I, I suddenly had the thought: Would that is- be good if they did? Um. I mean, certainly the first three, sure, go for it. I don't think we need it, do we? Well, no. It's one of those things where you've got, you know, when you've got something as, I mean, let's face it, the the jizz fest that was us talking about A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, you know, it's, that's, I don't know, it's like when, I mean, it's something that we cover a lot on Welcome to Horror of people doing mm, yeah. remakes. And it's genuinely like, don't remake good stuff. Yeah. Remake stuff that oh, went oh, wrong but, but, had a good idea. But I, yeah. I quite liked the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I know both of you didn't like it so much, but, you know, I quite enjoyed that. So, I, but with this, yeah, I absolutely just never crossed my mind that people would even contemplate it. So I don't know how I'd feel if they did. I mean, if they did and did a good job, fair enough. But A lot of the talks about a remake at the moment are Mm. people wanting them to remake the sequel trilogy because Uh, they weren't happy with the way it all came out. The sequel trilogy? The the ones we're discussing now. Mm. Yeah, they want them completely remade because Luke doesn't do Luke things. Mm. Um, Hello, Wren's all wrong, and so they actually are putting petitions in to actually remake well, those films. So I'd, I'd go for the prequels being remade. See, see, this is and this is the weird thing is, and actually, it came up. I don't know who's. I don't know if you guys have been watching. I, I think you will have Lee, but um, Inside Number Nine, mm. and they had uh, an episode which is clearly, clearly based on Game of Thrones where yeah. a fan basically blackmails his way into getting <laughs> to recommission the show and make up for the fact that the last series was shit. Like, the fans didn't like the last series. And listening to... Because listening to the podcast that Reese and Steve do called Inside Inside Number 9, um, 
again, Game of Thrones had people, people did, people tried to do a fucking Kickstarter to independently make the last series of Game of Thrones again. I and, thought it was good. Well, yeah, I did. The, the best oh, oh. bit, the best bit is that they're on the podcast, like Steve's going, yeah, but what? You, you think they'd get, do you think they'd get the actors back? Oh yeah, if you paid us, yeah, we would. Yeah, and it was just like, yeah, actually, probably there would be no loyalty from the actors. It's a job, but similarly, it's like this sort of madness where you're like, why do you think you're? Why do you think you're qualified to do this? You know, I mean, okay, it's. I mean, it's the classic thing. Sequels usually suck. You know, it's diminishing returns. There's no way on earth that, I mean, there's a there's a few exceptions. We'll be covering we'll be covering one on Welcome to Horror next week. But there's a few exceptions of sort of, you know, where basically lines tend to peter out. I mean, there is no way on earth that the Deadpool is even remotely as good as Dirty Harry, and there's like four films in between them. So it's. It's, it, there's always that element to it where a series or anything that's long running or has like a, a, a set of episodes or whatever like that, particularly if other people are coming into it, you know, because it's you don't have the same crew or you don't have the same thing. I mean, at least with Game of Thrones, you know, it's essentially George R. R. Martin. Mm. Sort of, and similarly for the first six star wars films it was george lucas at the tiller but really yeah this sort of there's this bizarre thing that goes around and you're like i think does it come from the fact that there's a few reboots here and there where they retroactively remove stuff say for example the 2018 halloween Mm. which is a sequel to halloween from 78 and actually acknowledges within it that the rest of the films don't exist that they are no longer part of the story and there was a weird thing going around where i think neil neil bloomkamp was going to do an alien sequel that would be a a sequel to alien so it would dismiss alien 3 and alien resurrection because they weren't as popular um and but again you know that's that's Neil Blomkamp. That's an actual filmmaker. You know, that's that's someone who maybe has a bit more input into it, and they're sort of doing it for you know. Regardless, whatever happens, we know these films are made from a fucking place of love. There is no way that JJ Abrams and uh, Ryan Johnson and everyone else who's involved. I mean, fucking ill and John Favreau with the Mandalorian stuff like that. These are people who fucking love it. There yeah. is no question yeah. of that. But that's what, what, what if what if um, one of those would remake the prequels? I mean, would they? Potentially. Well, no, no. I mean, no, no. But it's just it's funny how some films mm. that I wouldn't necessarily have thought would get remade have been. So uh, you know, I guess if they think there's I think, money in it, at some point. Oh, there's definitely money in it. I think also there is something to be said when it's. I think when it versus the two things are technology and if something is set in the present day, mm. I think a lot of the time stuff like it's, it's much the same as when, 
you know, if you get a successful foreign film, it gets remade because people won't go and watch subtitled films. It's just a thing. So they know that they can get a success, like they can do The Ring and get a successful box office for it because everyone who's been like, every, everyone knows that The Ring was like really popular and really scary and everything. But everyone, like, loads of people didn't bother watching it because they're like, oh, subtitles? <laughs> and I think, think if in a in a in the sort of sci-fi <coughs> web, if you take, for instance, the original black and white series of Flash Gordon, is very much of its time, 40s and 50s. <coughs> which by the time the 80s came along when they did the remake, that technology looked so old and dated. So yeah, it warranted a remake to today's technology just to bring it up yeah. to scratch. <coughs> Whereas Star Wars's technology is timeless. And isn't really going to go out of date in terms of look because it's such an alien technology. Yeah. Like the film Alien, yeah. that mm. will never go out of date because it has that gritty, chunky, industrial look of technology, which is never going to go out of date. Even if we all yeah. do become shiny and Apple-like, there'll always be the dirty industrial side of the future life. So yeah, because yeah, I, I don't think, think Star Wars warrants it because it is mm. timeless. In its design yeah. and in its acting and lack of it sometimes. Because a lot of, uh, and a lot of remakes, I think, also do stem from that thing of people won't watch a black and white film. Or it's, oh, it was set then, but we've got mobile phones now. So they remake it and have a bit where they go, my battery's run out. <laughs> because people can't fucking imagine that. It's like, actually, this was a thing that they had with, um, apparently they had a real battle with this with War of the Worlds, because obviously the Tom Cruise version is present day. And yeah. and I think, you know, I see it both ways, because I think there's an argument. H.G. Wells was writing War of the Worlds, and he set it in the present day, which was his present day, i.e. the Victorian era. Hmm. Whereas... You know, if he was writing it today, presumably he would set it today. Yeah. Because he set it today for him back then. Um, but there was also a thing yeah. where lots of people were like, sort of like, oh, well, you know, people won't watch something set in the Victorian times because, oh, we could have just nuked them. You know, so this is shit. And it's like, but how fucking, you know, unimaginative do you have to be to not be, oh, yeah, but if they'd have turned up when all we had was a fucking bunch of cannons that have fucked us up yeah. and more to the point so be if they turned up right yes we could try nuking them but they'd still fuck us up because they've got fucking tripods and heat rays and shit like that yeah so so they won't watch any films set during the first world war because you know we didn't have nuke nuking capabilities then or anything set during the american civil war or anything like that because Exactly. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing, and I think that's where most of the remakes stem from. Is almost like it's oh, people won't watch something where it's got an old grade film stock, or people won't watch something where people have got long hair and pubes, you know. Because <laughs> you know, people won't watch stuff where people like, people won't watch stuff with bush because it's like oh well, you know, that's clearly from the seventies. How can I identify with that? <laughs> so. Whereas I think I think Star Wars, like you say, it's timeless. It's never been, it's never of its time. The nearest you get to of its time is Mark Hamill's haircut. Yeah. You know, he's got a slightly grown out page boy haircut, which was 70s hair. 
he might have had shorter hair if they'd have made it in the 60s. Or he might have had but that's all the radio longer hair if they'd have made it in the 90s. But that's, that's it. You know, it's not sort of... That's just the same thing as when you watch Hammer movies and everyone's got, like, slightly more hippie-ish hair than they would have done because it was actually filmed in the 60s and they're not paying them enough to cut their fucking hair. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think that... I think, curiously enough, I think probably the prequels are the ones that are going to date because the technology was much more cutting edge for its time. Mm. And yet still, I don't think they've dated. I don't think they have mm. because everything think... is still so unearthly. You know, there's nothing... I think the prequels are, are supposed to look dated because they are supposed to be set before the futuristic one, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. It's been designed in such a way that it does, yeah, it's got that Baroque old kind of feeling to it because it is supposed to look pre-Palpatine. Yeah, it's meant to to look sort of almost, it's kind of almost pre-industrial because it's kind of like everything is much more sort of medieval or yeah. Roman Empire, that sort yeah, of thing. Everything like, yeah, like, kind of, yeah. It's a it's a it's a, a place of prosperity, mm. and sort of you know everyone's everyone's doing all right. Whereas, yeah, the Empire get involved and everything's fucked. So everyone is slurping around in like greasy old ships that fall apart, and you know no no one will no one's got any fucking. Um, no one's got anything nice or pleasant a, a, apart from the bad guys who've got all the cool tech. Whereas everyone else is sort of just having to make do with what's what's there. I mean, yeah. But uh, the only way you can get a hot meal is by squeezing it out of the boob of a monster. Yes, a monster titty, and that's a lot like Jesus, isn't it? And <laughs> yeah, I think that's. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> oh well, I think I think I think I think before we turn this into a in into it, before we become the ICP of Star Wars podcasts, it turns out <laughs> that we strung you along to do a fucking Christian message at the end. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm tired. I'm very tired. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to yoda in a minute. I'm gonna have to roll over and just disappear. <laughs> Twilight as a problem. But- <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I mean that—that that is having a kid. Just, just stop asking me fucking questions. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> but um, so I'll do that, to Sam. <laughs> well, I think she's a very so, lucky girl. <laughs> she 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 looks it. Bless her. She you know. <laughs> uh, she counts. She counts her blessings. <laughs> it's like 40 towers I'll count the blessings that didn't take long right okay. <laughs> so I, I think we've come to a natural conclusion on uh, last uh, fuck me rise of sky the rise of Skywalker and um, it only comes down to the scores now <laughs> what are we scoring this out of because mm. uh, out of fricks. Out of what? Fricks. 
Oh, right. Bricks. I was like, we're not giving or, the fan or out of uh, Palpatine's boned up fingers. Yeah, I was I was thinking of a Palpatine related oh, one. Yeah. So so we should we out out of ten bony Palpatine's gnarly dropping off bits. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, so out of ten bony Sith fingers. Uh, Wesley, what do you give the rise of the Skywalkers? Nine and a half. Or ten meters in French. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that's niche. Yeah. That's niche. That's niche. that's me niche. Lee, what do you give? Do you know what? I, I when we discussed this at the beginning of the episode, I said eight and a half, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna put that up to nine and a half because having talked about it. Yeah, I, I yeah. It just made me realise how much more I love this film than even I realised. So yeah, nine and a half. Nine and a half. You all jumped up, didn't it? Oh, it's Chris. so much fun. Well, Chris, that's, if, that's if you bring quarters into this, yeah. there is going to be hell to pay. <laughs> so, <Just> so. <laughs> since you put it that way, <laughs> I, I, I was going to go for nine, right? Mm-hmm. Because I thought I can't go for ten because that you know. Doesn't seem right. That's too high. That, that's what that's what we reserve for ones that we aren't going to give eleven. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> <isn't it really? laughs> so I was going for nine, but now I, I feel like I like it as much as you guys. So I've got to go for nine and a half, really, because I can't go for Woo! less because that don't make sense. So it's, it's got to be nine and a half. <laughs> at the begin at the beginning of this conversation, very much like Lee, I was I was eight and a half, mm. but we've been talking so long. That I've had a birthday, and I too am nine and a half because I think we can all safely say we are really in a cold on Rise of Skywalker. Mm. And yeah, fuck the naysayers. Yeah, um, um, yeah. they, they did a great job of tying it up. I think they really did, mm. and also they did a great job of getting everyone to. With the possible exception of poor Finn, everyone got to a good conclusion. Yeah, you know they get they get to an interesting place or they're dead. So you know it's <laughs> one thing I forgot to say. Yes, the reason why Ray's lightsaber is a golden color is because in Star Wars lore, the golden lightsabers were reserved for the protectors of the Jedi temples. So she ah. is now the protector. Of the Jedi legacy. Oh, That's why her no. sight is a golden yellow colour. Oh, okay. Well That's what she thought... told me anyway. I thought it was because that well, it's kind of what Obi-Wan's lightsaber is meant to be in a new hope. Because I it's distinctly... supposed to be blue. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. But I I distinctly remember having uh, the uh, the twelve inch Obi One uh, came frequently. No, uh, came with a yellow lightsaber because you had you had Darth Vader with a red. Uh, Luke just came with a blaster because it was New Hope Luke, mm-hmm. so he didn't have a lightsaber. And yeah, there was Obi One's was yellow, so I thought that might yeah the been. little action figure came with the yellow one, but it isn't supposed to because it's supposed to be blue. Ah, fair enough. 
So I thought it might have been a heart back to that, that she's basically, she's, you know, she uh, is either <laughs> either a, a very old Englishman or a, a dashing young Scotsman. So, you know. <laughs> ah. Ah. Hello there. And uh, <laughs> that gives The Rise of Skywalker 38 bony Sith fingers out of four. And I think that that is a pretty damn fucking good conclusion. Yeah. Through the series. And yeah. But, and it's a big but because it's mine and I've been sitting on it for a year and a half. And you might be thinking, well, that's them done, isn't it? You know, it's like, but it is not over until Cy Snootle sings. <laughs> and there will be more from the Moss Eisley Happy Hour. We won't be as we won't be as regular because I can't get the prunes these days. But mm. We will be back. Not only, not only will we be back for Star Wars as yet to come, mm. but we shall also be looking towards maybe uh, a couple of films featuring a lot of teddy bears dressed up with spears. We might be looking towards looking at what Christmas, space Christmas looks like for a family of Wookiees. And beyond that, we will be looking at other films that have been influenced or are kind of influential upon the Star Wars world. Um, so stay subscribed, stay, uh, stay alert. And uh, yeah, every so often we'll be popping up uh, with a new Moss Eisley happy hour uh, for you to entertain yourselves with. I really should have prepared this because this has turned into a dull <laughs> round. And you've got to remember, I, Ewoks are for life and not just for Space Christmas. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And you've also got to remember that, is it is it is Chew, is it Chewie's dad's called Lumpy or his son? That's his son. Lumpy Backer yeah. is his Lumpy Backer. I mean, Lumpy Backer. Come on. You know. Yeah, his sister's called Spew Backer. Spew Backer? That's ridiculous. No, that Spew. Is Oh, spew. Yeah, I made it up, totally. Oh, right. Because I was going to say, that just sounds like you're, you're chewing it and it disagreed with you. Oh. So. But anyway. But I shall, now, I shall now say that again with some enthusiasm. Ooh. So it's not the end. There, still be, there will still be Moss Eisley's to come. We will be exploring strange new worlds. Seeking out, no, that's Star Trek, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're not doing that, can't be asked. But um, we should be looking at offshoots. We should be looking at influences. And finally, we should be saying goodbye because I think people are probably fucking sick of this by now because that has been absolute trouble. So to quote <laughs> Richard Grant. So there we go. It only remains for me to thank... Uh, everyone for joining. Thank uh, everyone for joining me, Wesley. Thank you, Chris. Thank you to our to Lee returning yes. like Han Solo at the end of A New Hope, even though he'd been fully paid off. He does return <laughs> to uh, fire a warning shot at our dad before he kills us. Thank you. Very you put much it like that. It's very me. strange. It is a bit. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but. So it's a it's a good so it's a goodbye from Yoda 
and it's a goodbye from us and good night peoples everywhere and uh, may the force be with you always good night good night bye <laughs> <Ta -da>. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>